When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. give you the sordid details with our rock and pod recap the stories you're about to hear are all true some names have been changed to protect the guilty as hell welcome to the decibel geek podcast my name is aaron camaro joined by rock and pod producer mastermind uh, mastermind god. genius the god of rock and pod expos himself Chris Sinzak. Yeah, there's no better rock and pod organizer than me. Absolutely not. You're the best organizer in the entire world. I'm good at organizing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if that's what it's called, man, it was a success because rock and pod weekend. And I say weekend because it was a whole big chunk of rock and roll here in Music City. The whole thing was amazing. I had a great time. Me too. A lot of fun. I actually got to experience a little bit more of it this year than I'm last glad year. for that. It was nice. <laughs> but uh yeah, we all survived. It's uh it it turned out great. I couldn't be happier with the the turnout, the way the bands played, the guests we had, the podcasters that all did a great job. I've been having a great time this week just listening to everyone else's recap, so it's kind of like, well, here's ours. Right on. You know? Maybe we could put it in the show notes or something, like a list of all the other shows that have done Totally. It. Yeah, because that way, because I can go through, because I haven't had a chance to listen to any of them yet. Well, and also go to the uh, National Rock and Pod Expo Facebook page, and uh, our good buddy Ken Mills, the pod father, has been great at sharing every link for every show that's, that's yes. happened uh, on there, and some, some really great recaps. Very cool, man. I can't wait to check that out. Well, before we get into all that, and we've got a whole lot to talk about here today. We've got to take care of our business. So back to business. Here's a sweet, sweet five-star iTunes review. Comes to us from Alistair Fiend. I remember him. He used to be on my T-shirts when I was a little kid. I wonder what happened to that guy. Turns out he's just been listening to our show all these years. There you go. This one's entitled The Best Rock Podcast I've Heard. From that guy, it's got to be something. goes a little something like this. Let's face it, there are a ton of rock-slash-metal podcasts out there. I've listened to a bunch, but none of them really seem to stick. Until I found the Decibel Geek podcast. Chris and Aaron have a great show here. The guests are great, but so are the shows with just Chris and Aaron. My favorite episodes, though, are the albums Unleashed. 
everything about DGP is spot on, but it all boils down to the two hosts. These guys are knowledgeable, funny, and they don't seem to take themselves too seriously. What's he talking about? (laughs) It's all good fun, and it's all about the bands and the music we love. I'd give it six stars if that were an option. I wish it were. That was a great review. Thank you, Alistair Fiend, not just for being an amazing T-shirt model back in the day, (laughs) but for leaving us that sweet five-star review on iTunes. There's a lot of places you guys can leave us reviews. iTunes is a great one to do it. Another one is Podchaser. This is a new thing. We've been talking about this. It's like the internet movie database of rock and roll podcasting where you can actually, kind of like Rotten Tomatoes, go on and rate the podcast. Everybody likes to rate stuff. And you can also review like specific episodes. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So if there was an episode that especially stood out to you, maybe you're a huge Warrant fan and you loved it when we did the albums Unleashed for that. Maybe you were born in, you know, a year that we did a year Mm -hmm. in review in. You know, take the time, listen to it, leave us one of those sweet reviews. Take care of all our friends, you know, everybody that was at the expo, everybody that you listen to, go on to Podchaser and give them a sweet review. Here's a great example of how to do it. It's real simple, real easy, and it comes to us from Wadzilla. I know that guy. Oh, man, this one's got to be good because he was just here in this very studio hanging out with us not too long ago. He doesn't remember it. It's five stars. He might not remember leaving the review, but it's five stars. And it goes like this. It's simple. It's sweet. It's short. Best guys in podcasting. Nice. And he isn't just saying that because we got him completely obliterated over here and didn't take advantage of him. <laughs> I know. He's he was probably looking... mad that we didn't take well, advantage yeah. of him. But I had know. ideas after watching him in a dress all day. The day before. <laughs> got a little hard. Yeah, we'll definitely get to that. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Wadzilla. Yeah, uh, thanks to everybody that leaves us those five-star reviews. We love them a lot. It helps us in our standings, you know, when people are looking for a quality rock music podcast. You guys make it easy for them to find us, and then, therefore, they join the party with us, you know, and then we're all together, and little by Mm -hmm. little, rock and roll takes over the world. Yes. Simple as that. And our other favorite people, the Geeks of the Week, these are the people that shared on Facebook, retweeted on Twitter, Gosh, it feels like it was a month ago we did this Kenny Olsen episode. Last month's episode with yeah. Kenny Olsen. The that was awesome, though, Devil man. Devil Without a Cause, Albums Unleashed. So many amazing stories. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to have Kenny back out here. He was wonderful. Totally. And if you guys loved our conversation with him, there's probably about 50 other podcasts yes. that have Kenny Olsen episodes coming out as well. Yeah, he talked he to was him. all over the place at the expo. He did a lot of interviews. So Geeks of, this week, Geeks of the Week this week. God, we're out of practice. Geeks of the Month. Geeks of the Week this week are Bill Elam, Greg McGlone, Rockin' Ron Runyon, Todd Cunningham, James McElhenney, Mark Alden-Taylor, Freeform Rock Podcast, Shane Abair, Mike Parnell, Mikhail Burrell, Nate Atchison, James West, Adam Cox, Tommy Black, Andrew Jacobs, Cobras and Fire Podcast, Neil Johnson, Ronnie Dixon, J.J. Mack, Trent Becker, Ernesto Aguiar, Digital Killed the Radio Star, Focus on Metal, and of course, the, the Mooger Fooger, who I enjoyed many, many cold beverages with this last weekend. I had a few with them, too. So much fun hanging out with the Mooger Fooger. And Mrs. Fooger. And Mrs. Fooger, too. I didn't get to see her as much. You know, She might have been out doing some other stuff, but got to hang out with Mr. Fooger, and man, always a good time. Yeah, they... They were great to have in town, and I know uh, Mrs. Fugger is going through some stuff with her mom, having some health problems, so guys, we're thinking of you. We, yeah. re- we really appreciate you being a part of the weekend. Yes, for sure. So, uh, yeah, so what do we want to do first? Well, here? I guess because the Rockin' Pod weekend was such a beehive of activity, let's start where things kicked off. Friday's pre-party concert featuring, featuring Frank Domino and Punky Metals of Angel, Tora Tora, Greg Mangus, All-Stars, and Ron Keel. How did the show go? Were there any celebrity sightings? Did anyone throw up? We're here giving you all the details. 
Yes. So how was it for you? Awesome. It was so awesome. It was such a fun night. And yeah, and uh, let me go ahead. I'm going to have a lot of thank yous today. And if you're friends with me on Facebook, you saw the mile long thank you post that I put out. And well, first off, thank you for being an amazing MC and and a great friend to me through all this, man. Thank you for giving me a place to do it. But uh, so, yeah, Mike Williams from Classic Rock Drops and Billy Hardaway, both those two were pretty much the crew for Angel for that for the weekend. And And they were just great. And uh, anything they needed, they took care of. So, which I had a million last-minute details to work out that afternoon. So, they, you know, took the guys to sound check, made sure they had what they needed, while me and the wife ran around doing a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, man, what a show! Uh, Let me tell you something about Billy Hardaway. If you only know him online and think he's an asshole, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a really sweet guy and so cool in yeah. real life. He is. We're blowing his cover, though. He's going to be mad at you. Take the time to get to know him in real life. Billy was my jack of all trades the entire weekend. Uh, Anything I asked of him, he did. And not just with the Angel guys, but all uh, just anything I needed, he he was on it. Yeah, he was so helpful with so many different things. And and Mike Williams, who I thank profusely over and over again, but Mike's a massive Angel fan. He's like he and he kept putting it in perspective for him. He's like, you you don't have to keep thanking. He's like, imagine actually work. Imagine if if Gene and Paul wanted you to do all this stuff, would you be complaining? I said, no. He's like, well, this is what it's like for me. So Right on. Um, I'm, I'm happy that he was happy to do all that. Um, but, yeah, it was – and it was just such a good vibe because, like, I got – you know, and I don't usually get to go backstage at Mercy Lounge, but since I'm the promoter, I got to do that. And Right on. Uh, just the guys in, in Angel were great. And I worked with Danny Farrow, who's the guitarist and manager for Punky, and uh, he's the guy who helped me set all this up. So I have to give big props to him. Uh, he was great to work with. Nice guy, too. Nice guy. Oh, I'm getting choked up on my beer. Um, but uh, Frank and Punky, very soft-spoken guys, but very polite. Really yeah. nice. There's no rock star vibe at all from either of those guys. No. They, uh, I didn't get rock star vibe off of anybody. Really, all nobody. Weekend. It was. It was. It was. Everybody was just so down to earth. Yeah. But they were. Uh, they were sitting. I was just weird. I'm sitting on a couch between Punky Meadows and Frank Domino, and I'm talking to them like about the ne- the last time they played Nashville. Yeah. And they clearly remembered it. They played nice. the Municipal Auditorium. And John Bruton from Mercy Lounge, who I also have to thank, um, you know, the the people at Mercy Lounge were just as excited as we were because they grew up Angel fans. Nice. And John, when I was helping him load gear up to the stage, was talking about, yeah, I saw him in the late 70s and Municipal, and it was Angel, uh, Humble Pie. Oh, wow. Uh, Mahogany Rush and Mother's Finest. Oh wow! What a bill! What a show! And um, but then I talked to Frank and Punky, and they remembered it too. They spouted off the, the lineup too. They're like, "Oh yeah," and like, that's the last time Angel played here. That was a long Almost time forty ago. years yeah. ago. And um, so the anticipation was definitely there, and oh, that was yeah. something I noticed that night too. It was like for all the Rock and Pod people that were there, and we were there. We are our own little group going on. There was a lot of people there that really didn't even know about rock and pop going on, and they were totally there for Angel and or Tor Tor. Yeah, a good group of people there for Tor Tor and for Ron Keel. Yeah, and uh, Ron Keel, Ron Keel is one of the greatest human beings I've ever met. Yeah, he's super. Just nice. such a nice. He's like everyone's big brother. And yeah, just totally. So positive, and like we're all just backstage and every just seeing everyone mingling with each other, and of course. Our buddy Greg Mangus was there, and Greg was the biggest cheerleader at bringing Punky and Frank here. Oh, yeah, totally. They would not have come if it wasn't for, for Greg continually pushing me, like, your expo's happening, and they're touring. You should have this happen. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll make it happen. 
And, uh, and you did. And Greg was just like a little kid because, you know, it was a dream come true. He got to open for some of his heroes. Yeah, well, he was up on stage. He even said that. If, you, <laughs> if you'd have told my 14-year-old yeah. self that I'd be playing on the same bill as Angel, wow. You yeah, know? and he had a great time. And, and then Tor Tor, of course, Anthony is a good friend of ours. And Anthony just champions Rock and Pod and Decibel yeah. Geek and everything we do. And, and those guys were on fire. Thanks me over so and over good. again. And I'm like, quit thanking me. <laughs> I watched you on MTV. <laughs> I'm just right. happy you're doing it. Yeah. But they, uh, they, they played, killed it. They played a couple of new songs, and they were amazing. Yeah, they were good. Ron, was, Ron had a really short acoustic set, but he was great. Audience loved him. Played some great yeah. stuff. And his voice is just bulletproof. And Greg was great, and and you know my request to them was to to do a whole lot of Rosie by ACDC. Oh yeah, and yeah. they closed with it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and, and that was for me. Nice. He, he told me right before they won, he's like, "Come out front, we're gonna play a whole lot of Rosie." I'm like, oh man, because when he hits that, you can see she's got it all, and like yeah, he hits that, yeah. and he'll hold that high note out through like four full bars, and then in the crowd, everybody looks at each other and goes, "Holy shit!" Yeah. That's that's the showstopper when Mangus performs to yeah. me is that is that song because his voice just blows everyone away. Yeah, he's so good. And then uh, yeah, and Tora Tora was great. There was a lot of people from Memphis that came up to see them play, and they played some new songs that sounded awesome. Went over yeah. really well. Did Phantom I'm Rider? I'm really looking forward to that new album. And they did Phantom Rider. The whole crowd singing along with them. And then of course the Smokers deck out there at Mercy Lounge just filled with podcasts <laughs> and debauchery. And, yeah, uh, it just it's just it's. For me, and I know for for you too, Aaron. It's just it, the whole weekend is just sensory overload. Oh, it totally is because it's everyone you talk to online, and we're all in one spot. And everywhere you look, there's somebody else to talk to about yeah. something else, or this band's playing, or there's that rock star's doing this, or yeah. you know, the whole weekend is just yeah, it's it's mind blowing. And I got to uh, I got to kind of play Santa Claus at one point during the day because but before the show backstage, and Mangus had told me that he was probably going to come. I got to meet Andrew Ferris from NXS, who is who comes into town to to write with people. Right, and and I had a copy of Kick back in the eighties. I liked NXS back in the day. I wasn't a super fan, but I, I respected. You had to respect them. Sure. They were massive, and they were actual rock band. Yeah, and they were a good band. And uh, I got to meet him backstage, and I'm like, "This is a trip meeting you, dude." And I and I was like, "I said, uh, are you in town for a while?" He said, "I'm hoping. Hopefully, I'll be here for the next thirty years." So he's oh, like cool. intending on moving here. I think that'd be cool to do an albums unleashed with him. Yeah, so I met him backstage, and I'm like, that's good enough. But then uh, we're out on the smoker's deck, and and Joey Haney from Rock Strikes 10 and Randy Brown from the Synaptic Empire came into town for this. I teased that some members of NXS would probably be at the show, and they were like, I'm going to freak out if that happens. So there's a little like a private room off the deck there that's yeah. empty, usually empty with the pool tables. Yeah. In it? Yeah. And, and I saw Mangus and Andrew Ferris standing there and I'm, and I'm thinking usually I don't get to go into that room, but today this is my show. So yeah. I was like, Randy, I was like, Randy and Joey come with me. And they had no idea what I was about to do. And nice. I led them into the room and I'm like, Randy and Joey meet Andrew Ferris from NXS. And you should have seen their faces. Oh, beautiful. They, and they were, they got done meeting him and they were like, Chris, you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, yeah, but I can. Right, so right. I so like, you got to. Yeah, totally. I was so happy to do that for them. Cause I could tell it really meant a lot for the, they got pictures with him and everything. And he was really cool to them. Yeah. So that was, I was, awesome. I was so happy to kind of help make their day with that. Um, that was, but the show was just 
the show went off without a hitch, man. I mean, it was every band was great. The, yes. the crowd loved them all. Yeah, and it was just like a big I high had, school reunion, basically. I had no idea that Angel was so good. Oh, they like were I amazing. Said, they're always kind of been a per- peripheral band. I didn't, I never knew of them until starting to do Decibel Geek and then learning things yeah. about different bands and learning about Angel and everything I've heard by them. I liked, but they're not really a go-to band for me. They're so much heavier live, too. But man, yeah, after seeing them that night, they really and they were so good, and Punky Meadows just freaking oh, shreds. Great. I had no idea this guy was one of the greatest guitar players on earth. He's great. And, then, I and mean, Frank Domino's outrageous. voice. Jesus. And Frank Domino's voice. What Holy a voice. man. Guy's getting up there in age, but I mean, you would never, never it's know like it by listening to him sing. Totally sound like a guy in his 20s. He's hitting notes Rob Halford can't hit anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and what got me, the part that got me. I got a little choked up a few times through the night, you know, a couple of with especially Tora Tora doing some of their stuff and yeah. hearing some stuff from Wild America, which, yeah. you know, as you guys know, means a lot to us. I was just like, man, fucking Tora Tora is playing my show, man. Yeah. And then Angel, when Angel broke into Wild and Hot from the Sinful album, which is my favorite Angel song, yeah. and I've played it on the show before, yeah. and hearing that live, I was just like, oh my God, I'm hearing this fucking live, dude. And Is any of this real? It, it, it honestly <laughs> felt like an out-of-body experience that night, and the vibe was was just great and if you go to um sleazerocks.com and this guy didn't even he wasn't coming for the expo but he just was an angel fan growing up the review he wrote is just amazing and i, I it made it all worthwhile when i read that review but i had people nice. throughout the whole weekend you know emotionally coming up to me and thanking me for for bringing punky and frank to nashville and i'm sure. like this is i mean because uh, odds are they may not have come here otherwise it's the only show they're doing in the southeast yeah and um yeah, just it, I don't. I'm not looking for praise. I'm just. It just makes me feel good that it made them feel good. Right. You yeah. Know? I just oh man. Doing and that. they made so many people feel good. Like was, everybody was smiling. Everybody was yeah. having fun. Whether they were out on the smokers' deck or if they were inside rocking out with the bands, everybody had a smile on their face. It was such a great time. And that was just the first night. Yeah. You know. That's always the tough one too, because last year I had fun at the pre-party. Oh, I did too. A little too much fun. Oh yeah. And uh, I didn't drink the, next, the pre-party. The next morning. At the actual rockin' pod, I was pretty hungover, so I was really trying to not let that happen this year. I was good on Friday night, I, yeah. and I had to go pick my brother up at like midnight at the airport who was flying in from California but to help me. it's tough because you're seeing so many people for the first time in a year. It was year, a party vibe. You know, sure. at one point in the night, somebody comes up to me and goes, hey, Camaro, I bought you a beer. And I just got done telling somebody else, I think I'm going to you know, cut out real quick because right. I want to be fresh for in the morning. And so I go, oh. Okay, well, cool, man. Thank you. You know, and I got a whole big old can of Coors Light again. Yeah. And I turn around, and somebody else goes, "Hey, Camaro, I bought you a beer." And now I'm standing there. I got two of these big old cans of Coors Light going. <laughs> oh, no. Two minutes ago, I was talking about leaving. Now I'm gonna have. It's gonna take me another hour to at least polish these off. <laughs> oh, oh, and so you awful. Do it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll stay here and have fun. Damn it. <laughs> but I was really trying to be fresh for Saturday. But I think I did okay. You did great. So that's, so let's get into Saturday. Okay. Okay, so Saturday was the start to finish marathon with the Rock and Pod Expo itself taking place throughout the afternoon. There was a ton of podcasters, ton of guests, great panel discussions, great vendors, and a whole bunch of more cool stuff. Did everyone have a table? Did anyone's guest get drunk? Did any podcaster not get drunk? Did anyone throw up? Here's all the details. Oh, and I don't think anyone threw up Friday. Not that I seen, or I missed. I know I didn't. Not not on Friday. Yeah, we have to have a puke counter because um, there was a the, I, God. The amount of alcohol that must have been consumed all weekend. 
We haven't, we we haven't, haven't even got to, got Sunday, to yet. Sunday yet. Yeah, yeah. But, so, uh, we're, so we're, I mean, I get there to the expo and... Well, I got there at 7 I mean, just, yeah, you were there early. By the time I got there, there was a lot of people already there. But I just, like, I looked at the Nashville Palace, and I was like, man. And I looked across the park, and I was like, this is already going to be better. Yeah. And I had no idea what I was walking into. And so I come inside, and it, it opens up, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> Look at all these people. Look at all the booths. And then the booths were all set up with podcasters, yeah. and the vendors all had their spots. And, man, the vendors... I, I can't give it up enough to the vendors that come to the show. I mean, when when you tell them this is the Rock and Pot Expo, bring your best rock stuff. They did. It's like flipping through them albums and the and the memorabilia and stuffs like flipping through a museum. There was some great shit that there. you can buy the stuff, you know. And I seen like BJ Kahuna, man. Look at the stack of albums he got throughout the weekend. Yeah, you know. And I know he wasn't the only one. Those guys moved a lot of product There's at the Rock and Pod Expo, cool but stuff being bought. it's easy because they bring out the best stuff for mm-hmm. Rock and Pod, and they know the game. You know, they yeah. know to bring the deep cut stuff, the the things that the rock collectors are really looking for. And yeah. man, it was super cool. But yeah, it's but yes, everyone had a table this year. Everybody had a table. I made sure of that. Michael Butler was very I had a, happy. We had a table. I never seen it. I, I didn't either. I don't. I didn't sit at it once. <laughs> I think I Rock and Ron either. got more use than we did. Oh, he totally it. did. But yeah, it was uh, it was great. And you know, and I guess I'll address the Michael Butler thing because that was the big deal last year. Yeah, Michael, that was the only drama. Right. Michael was totally happy with his table. We we all had a good time. I had fun catching up with him. I've been listening to Michael since I started listening to podcasts and it was great have and he did a great job on the stars panel. Yeah, that he really did. He did. I didn't all, I didn't really get a chance to talk to Michael, you know. Yeah. I always mean to, but every time I see him he's talking to somebody else, but I got to introduce him for the panel. Yeah. And then I got to hang out on the side a little bit and watch him do his thing up there with those guys from Stars and man. That was probably, I mean, it's hard to pick, but man, that panel was really, they had great really stories. good. And also, um, on Rock and Roll Geek Show, his show, um, he did a, it was, he called it like the pre-panel interview with Joe and with uh, Joe X Doobie and Brendan. I love Joe X Doobie. He had them on his show, and actually, that was that one flowed even better than the panel did. So yeah. I would tell you to check out the Rock and Roll Geek Show episode on that because there's some great stories in there too. That Joe X Doobie is one of the coolest dudes He's I've ever great. met in my life. And like he, we got to display some of his outfits from the set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. On stage that he Crazy brought. old skinny, yeah, you know, like jumpsuits. Jumpsuit, yeah, the <laughs> stars on it. it. You had to see the pictures. It was wild to see that up on stage. But we had, um, but yeah, all the podcasters seemed really happy with how it was set up. And I think they were it, busy. It was that's for damn it sure. Better in this setup than it did last year. Yeah, yeah. I think everybody was comfortable. Everybody got to sit. I like the roundness of the booths where right. all the the podcasters and the guests could sit together. And like I said, Ron pretty much commandeered our table, so I just yeah. kind of wandered around and you know just butterflied everywhere. And well, you're the mayor, you know, and I'm the mayor, so I got to go yeah. around and meet and greet and shake hands and welcome everybody to Music City. But I mean busy like very busy that's what i said when i was up on stage at one point it's like what you don't realize is you know what you're getting here today only lasts for another month after today because all these other podcasts up here that are doing their thing in these booths they're going to be releasing the episodes yeah. of what they're recording right now for you know a month or more right. there's from a now. lot of material so, that comes out of this you thing. know definitely go around and meet the podcast yeah. write down their names get their cards and then you can listen back to the mm-hmm. stuff that was recorded while you were oh, here and another thing that made me really happy was um you know we printed up hundreds of these programs that include all the info on all the podcasts all gone 
Like nice. every, they were gone like within the first couple of hours. I didn't even get one. That's how I got after one they because were. one of my workers brought it back to me. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wasn't going to have one either. Like, give me that thing. Those are, those are rare now. But that means a lot to us because you know we yeah we love having the the rock stars and stuff and it's great but. It's all done to push what we do, what you're listening to right, now. It's yeah. to get more people to listen to what you're listening to now. Right. And, yes. it, and I think it definitely worked this year. Totally. You know, what started last year when I seen people like they're coming to see a guy like Michael Wagner or something or yeah. go see what albums are for sale or whatever and then come in and not really even know what podcasts are. I'm sure that happened again this year, too. Yeah. But I really noticed it last year. Where, you know, people were leaving going, wow, this is a whole thing I didn't even know about. Yeah. You know, Metal Edge is still alive in just a new form kind of thing, form. you know? Yeah. So, it so was, that's that's the name of the game, you know, yeah. getting the word out to the world about podcasts. And, you know, all our friends come together and help us do it. And with stars like this on our side, you know, how can we go wrong? Yeah. And, you know, it just there were just several pinch me moments throughout yeah. the day. And, like, or some of the guests we got, like uh, to get Craig Gass, who I've been a fan of his comedy since he was on Stern years yeah. ago. You know, like the greatest Gene Simmons impersonator. And then to have him and Ken Mills do like a Gene off. They did with the Gene other. off. Oh, that was so good. It was so great because, you know, I've always admired Ken's impression of Gene yeah. and hearing those two talk to each other in that voice. And then we're on the panel with Ron Keel and Michael Wagner doing the uh, albums unleashed for the Keel album from 87, which will be released later on. Sweet. Um, at one point, uh, Ron mentions Gene Simmons like doing a meeting with the record company. Oh yeah! And he's like, "We need Craig Gas for this." And then Craig runs up he's and grabs right the microphone and starts doing a Gene Simmons impression. That yeah, was like, this of is, what we were talking about. It was just so bizarre, but yeah, uh, yeah it was. It, it, I don't. know. There's so much to try to to so talk many about. Moments. I was one at one point. I was walking through, and this beautiful young girl comes up to me and goes. You win the award for being the shiniest person here. And I looked at her and I pointed over to Todd Zilla. And she said, Oh, second. Never mind. <laughs> and having Todd Zilla back this year. He's right. so fun. Him and Abby both. I love those guys. Yeah. If you've never heard any of our Todd Zilla episodes, go back and listen to those. Yeah. Start with the Roth era Van Halen discussion. Yeah. If you don't know who Todd Zilla is, go back and listen to that and you're only going to want more. He is a master storyteller. And an amazing musician. Yeah. Check out his music stuff. Yeah, I'm Funk sure it's Hammer, all out there. Jones yeah. World, Purple Masquerade. He's got a lot of great stuff. That Funk Hammer album's awesome. I love it. Yeah. It was, um, but yeah, there's just so many great, great things from that day. And, um, but yeah, I'd, well, here's a weird inside baseball thing that people won't notice. Like we had these really great step and repeat banners behind the autograph tables. With right. The sponsor logos and the rock. And Ken Mills designed it. It was beautiful. Total professional looking. Yeah. And, uh. We almost didn't get to hang those because, really? yeah, because we were trying to get them onto the the stands that morning and um, they weren't fitting. Like the the poles weren't able to go through. I was like, what the fuck are we? And I was like, I was having a fucking crisis. Yeah, because I was like, that make that makes it look legit. You oh, know? it totally does. Yeah, if you guys think of the pictures where the bands are sitting signing autographs, yeah. you know that the background behind there, right? And uh, looks like some red carpet something. And you thank know? God for Stephen Michael's wife Jennifer from Growing Up Rock. Because she walks over, I'm trying. I, I, I don't know what to do. And she goes, she figured it out. She goes, well, there's a double line of stitching. Take that top line of stitching out, and I bet it'll go through. And sure enough, it worked. Nice. So my brother, my daughter, and my wife are all taking like little pocket knives, trying to pull the stitching out of this yeah. thing, and they got them hung up. I right on. I, you know, and like my wife and my daughter and my brother. 
if you don't have a good family, you can't do something like this. No. So uh-uh. their support and their help throughout the day doesn't go unnoticed. Um, and putting up with me talking about this for a year. Right. But also... But we'll um, get to my wife's support when we get to Sunday. Okay. Yeah, she deserves a medal for dealing with that. But, uh... But also the, the – the and I've I said it throughout the weekend and I'll say it now. Tracy McAndrew, who uh, she helped last year, but she uh, this year I pretty much turned over all guest uh, scheduling to her. She was amazing. She fucking killed it, man. Yeah. I mean like this expo does not run nearly as well without her no. contributions. Yeah. And me and her, it was – I think for the last two weeks before the expo, I talked to her more than I did my wife because yeah. of constant changes. You know, we, and I will not book 30 guests next year. That was, <laughs> that was a bad idea. It was great having them all there, but I will not book 30 again. Yeah. So we, you know, because you've got to look at it this way because like some people came for signing sessions, uh-huh. some came for panels, right. and then podcasts were wanting interviews with guests. It was her. It was on her to figure out how to make all of those schedules work together and right, harmony. yeah. And like things would change. And things and, kept changing. Yeah. Like she's such a pro. Though. Like Gary Corbett got a gig, and he's like, "I have to leave at a certain time to go to a gig." Yeah. Ricky Dover Jr. was a last minute addition. And then he's like, "I have a gig." And the way it works with this is this is an unpaid thing. There's no contract. And um, <laughs> so anyone that comes, we try to, you know, work with their schedule because sure. a paying gig is a bigger deal than you coming to, to the expo. Right. So things kept changing. And then obviously with the last minute cancellation of Brian Head Welch from Corn, yeah. that really threw a monkey wrench into things. And we had to change up stuff on the fly at the last minute. Right. And our condolences go out to the whole Corn family. Yeah. That was a, that was a rough thing to, for them to go through. And, you know, and I had a number of people, they put it as well as I can, where they said, I'm disappointed he's not coming, but I'd be even more disappointed but disappointed if he did right yeah you got to be there for your your friends and family sure absolutely so and i but i didn't have anyone really you know bitch about it everybody no, was I, understanding i had one person ask and he was like and i told him and he's like yeah i kind of figured he wouldn't be but that's right. cool you know yeah but it's you know there's nothing you can't uh predict death it's a that's something that you can't right. predict but um but yeah her tracy just did an amazing job and and thankfully she's willing to do it again next year so, as long as somebody, some big rich company doesn't come snatch her up because she's so damn good. She's almost too good for the rock and pod. Yeah, she you is. Know? But she was great. and uh, just, Yeah, she was. I mean, she was able to, this year she found me every time. I, I didn't try to hide so bad this year. And so, so let me go ahead and throw out the acknowledgments for other people here real quick. Because uh, so we had a lot of people that were, I get all this praise, but like there's a army of people that yeah. helped me out with this. Tracy, my wife, my daughter, my brother. Also, like I said, Mike, um, Drew Fortier helped me with a lot of social media stuff. That's another thing, too, about the expo. It's like everything's moving in different directions all the time, and that's always the thing I regret. That's what I regretted last year. Like, there were some people I really wanted to talk to or even just say hi to, Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to meet Drew, and I never got the chance. It was awesome, and Drew's going to be a part of it next year. Cool. And um, he was happy to – he helped me a lot with social media. Adam Cox, who's in the U.K., didn't even get to come kicked ass on the website updates on the social media updates and, and you know obviously you decibel geek listeners know him because he helps us with the yeah. decibel geek fa- facebook page he was an amazing help this year we got to figure out how to get him over here for we part do. three also victor ruiz uh yeah. you know from he's in spain he didn't get to come either and but he did all the uh, the uh vip audio stuff for all the donors that did ten dollars right. did a great job with that 
um, Alex, who was a security guy, did a great job. Thankfully, he didn't have to throw anybody out. So, um, but that, that must have been well. pretty low key because I didn't even recognize the security guard there the whole time. Well, he was the big dude that was by the backstage door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I did see him for a minute. Yeah, he's a personal friend of mine. Andy Connors, who who ran sound all day, recorded everything. That guy was right on time with everything. Anytime I needed a microphone, boom, he was right there yep. with it. Did a great job. But yeah, it was. And fun, yeah. fun to work with. Everyone that was a moderator this year, Mike from Classic Rock Drops, Stephen Michael from Growing Up Rock and Sunny, Hollywood Pooney. They all did great they jobs. Did great. Michael Butler did great. John yeah. Lamoureux from The Hustle did a great yes. job in the songwriter panel. Greg Renoff did a great job with the producer panel. That was pretty awesome, too. It, you know, all these panels Blocko, were really good this year. Blocko, Blocko doing the Eerie Vaughn. Eerie Vaughn. I mean, it was – I, you know, I just – you know, I love getting praise for all this stuff, but, you know, I'm just surrounded by a whole lot of good people. Right, yeah, you're the organizer, and then yeah. all the pieces come together, and it's what makes it really great. But, but without, all these without gr- either one, yeah, but the without other's all these, nothing. Without all these great people, it doesn't work. No. And then to have you step in and just kick ass as an MC. It's fun for me. I knew you'd do great, but yeah, yeah but it was... Uh, MC it was hammered. MC hammered. <laughs> we got to get you some of those genie pants next year. <laughs> no. <laughs> They'll go good with the silver with jacket. With the silver jacket, yeah, maybe. The man with the silver jacket. Uh-huh. But uh, Alan metal, t- uh, metal Mike bought Erie Vaughn's guitar. Yeah, he did. One of a kind. Erie Vaughn had an acoustic it's guitar, beautiful. and he painted this crazy-looking, you know, skeleton, scary-looking thing on it. Yeah. And Metal Mike got it, and he hung it up, and he sent me a picture of yeah, it. It looks beautiful up on his wall. Uh, also, Alan Tate from Ages of Rock, you know, providing the sound gear. Yeah. Uh, Lee McCormick, you know, heading up the uh, the jam session afterwards. Yeah. Which, uh, all four songs of it. But uh, <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. That's one, that's one thing I'll say about the expo. You can always tell how good it is by how bad the Rock and Pod performances are because everybody's so hammered. Well, they were all actually wore out they from the end really of the night good. I, was, I was pretty impressed <laughs> last year was pretty good this year wasn't quite as good so i know the, the fun during the day is getting better and better he sounded good like to next me. year if we do rocket pod jam at the end it'll be awful <laughs> and we'll know we had a great time <laughs> so that was the expo i mean it was just a, a killer day all the way around oh, except for when ken mills went up there and they did shock me and who was playing guitar oh man I gary was shaller close. Gary Schaller, Ace Frehley, guitar solo. Yeah, he kicked ass. Holy moly. That dude can play. Yeah. It was... Uh, Just rocked it out. That was awesome. It's too bad it had to end early, but if it had to end early, I'm glad it ended on that song. On an Ace Frehley note. Yeah. And then uh, from there, we got dinner, which seemed to take an eternity, and then we yeah. went to the after party at the basement, where we uh, we got there late, and we ran into a incredibly inebriated Ian Wadley <laughs> oh we didn't even mention what Ian wear, Ian was wearing during oh, the expo okay. itself well Ralph and Ian kind of stole the show with the oh expo, they totally did because they showed up both wearing um, he who shall not be named's makeup <laughs> and Ian uh, but Ian took Ian it one ex- step further he accessorized yeah he did um, Ian had a dress it was that, a beautiful dress it was pink too yeah it was um but yeah, they they showed up and it was. Have you seen Ian Wadley wearing Vinnie Vincent makeup and a dress? Yeah, <laughs> and then interviewing guys like Troy Lucetta from Tesla and Paul, Paul Taylor. Taylor from Winger. <laughs> Did you see their video from when they walked in that they put up? No, they put up a video. The funniest part was they put the makeup on at the hotel and it was so fucking hot that by the time they got to the to the right, palace, yeah. the makeup was melting off their faces. They looked like Walking Dead versions of it Vinnie did. Vincent. Yeah. And and they walked in, and I barely remember this, but I was walking by when they got to the table where my wife was at the entrance to come in. 
Yeah, and, and it, it was in a real moment, a moment of panic where I was trying to find one of our guests. And I watched back on the video, and, and it, they see it. They see me. I don't look phased at all by it. I, I just see Ralph, and they put the camera in my face. And I go, I don't have time for this. And I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and all the YouTube video people are going, man, Chris looks really pissed. I'm like, I wasn't pissed. I was just busy. That's funny. I don't have time for this. <laughs> it's like, I don't have time for this. So, so I kind of shunned Vinny in a way. Oh, did I say his name? Sorry. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, no, so much fun. The baseball cards, man. Yeah, those turned out Baseball great. cards were perfect. That's all thanks to Baco. That like, was such yeah. a genius idea because people could get their little cards and take them around and get yeah. them signed. And then there, there was a lot of little rock and roll baseball cards signed that day. I'm happy to hear And that. everybody was happy to do it. Um, I met <laughs> Stephen Shiroff from Kick, Kick Tracy. Tracy. He was yeah, there. He was a super cool guy. Awesome. I liked him a lot. He's got a CD there with some like Kick Tracy rarities I picked cool. up. I think he was the only guy in the whole place actually selling CDs. Might he, be the only guy left in the world selling CDs. <laughs> well, but he was, yeah, he was really nice. He had a ball coming down for it. So yeah, uh, every nice guest guy. I talked to was they they thought it was worth coming. So no, it was the that. funny thing about Stephen Chereau was there was this pretty blonde lady, and she's asking me, "Well, where's Stephen Chereau at?" I was like, "Well, he was back in the corner, but that was like a half an hour ago. Yeah. I don't know where he's at now, but if I see him, I'll let him know." Uh-huh. And then like two hours later, I see Stephen Chereau, and I'm like, "Hey, man." Did that blonde chick ever find you? And he's like, blonde chick? What blonde chick? I was like, yeah, there's a really pretty blonde girl here looking for you. And he's like, what? And you're like, where'd she go? And I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, man. You know, so I don't know if they ever met up, but they were star-crossed something. I don't know. (laughs) He'd be hard to find if you only knew him from the Kick Tracy days. Yeah, He he looks nothing like he did back in the day. No, he looks like... He's like a completely different person. He looks like a Oregon deer hunter or something. Yeah, kind of a hipster type. Yeah. Yeah. But super cool guy. Really nice guy. I had a great time talking to him in the parking lot near the end of the day, and and he was real happy he could come. And and, uh, yeah, I'm hopefully want to get him to come on the show for sure. I had my first beer with Luke Carl during the when I first got there. It was like I'm I'm only there for like a half an hour, and I see Mm -hmm. Luke Carl kick back at the bar, so I go sit next to him and start talking to him. And he's like, "Well, you ready for a beer?" And I'm like, "Ah, here we go. Okay, I'll have it. Let me buy you a beer. Okay, you know, I wasn't planning on drinking this early, but here we go. Yeah." I had a beer right around three thirty. That was my first yeah. beer of the day. I did. I was good till Sunday. My first beer was like at noon, but then well, I had to, I had to take water breaks in between. So with, there was with, always that one point. Like this is where I know I'm a responsible adult now because when I'm at the water. expo and I'm drinking beer and I polish off that last bottle and I stop and think oh, I'm ready for another beer and I go wait no I'm feeling in my prime right now mm. if I take another beer. It may take me over the top. Right. Let me switch to water for an hour. <laughs> Young Aaron Camaro would never do that. Right. Old Aaron Camaro goes, let's take a water break for a little right. bit. <laughs> but, I was able to last the whole thing. Yeah. But that, I, only, I only took a nap with Ralph for a minute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we going to mention that? Well, the pictures are all out there. Yeah, Ralph took a siesta in his booth <laughs> near the end of the day. People are laying down, putting their hands on their chest like they're in a casket, laying next to them, getting their pictures taken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's I had funny. so much fun. Ralph and Ian didn't get on stage at the expo, but they still had their presence felt for sure. Oh, totally, totally. And um, But, yeah, so then we got to the after party. Ian was already trashed. Yeah, so I guess, you know, once the Rock and Pot Expo ended, the after party commenced downtown at the basement. Black Heron, Never Wake, Jacob Cade, and Denman performed. Was there controversy at this show? 
Did Dr. Fuck from Thrash or Die perform? Was there Sammy Hagar destruction? Did anyone throw up? All those questions and more to be answered right now. So, yeah, Dr. Fuck got on stage with black hair on. They did War Pigs. There's video of that online. That's so cool. We missed that. And yeah, then, we did miss that. The also, video was great, uh, though. Yeah, there was a Sammy Hagar album or two that was destroyed by <laughs> Ian on stage, <laughs> which you would you would expect. Yeah. And uh, and then uh, Never... I didn't get to see any of Never Wakes Never Wake said. I, I need to check. Hopefully that got put up on. I heard some good stuff. Like cool. people were talking about how great they were. I would really appreciate them coming. And Rock Rage Radio put that show on, so I have them to thank for that. Those people were really cool. I got to meet some of them. Yeah. And then um, we got there in time for Jacob Cade, who did an entertaining set. Yeah. He's a good, talented kid. Yeah, he is. Um, but he does need to learn a little bit about set times. Um, I, In fairness, I also heard that other bands before him went long, so yeah. that may have affected things. But Yeah, Denman kind of got the shaft at the end of the Denman night. Denman got the shaft. Yeah, they were the headliners, but there wasn't as much time right. dedicated to them as there should have been. Yeah. But Jacob had a good set. He's uh, he's got a good future. And then, yeah, uh, totally. I, I mean, everybody was digging. It. Everybody <laughs> was singing along. I could see why it was hard to get off the stage because everybody was digging it so much. Right. But there's a lot of people in that crowd that were there just to see Denman right. too. And uh, but Denman got to play. They did a quick set, but they were great. And they I'm came my, in. They kicked everyone's ass. Yeah, and, they, and they left. But uh, it was. I appreciate every band that played on that bill because you, you know, all of you guys believe in what we're doing, and we believe in you, and uh, and we appreciate it. And it was a it was a fun night, but it was a late night. Right, and that's what I said a lot of times throughout the weekend. It was like you know, on Friday night we had the legends. Right. You know, we always pay tribute to the legends. But here we are on Saturday, and we've got the future right. of rock and metal. You know, so you know us here on Decibel Geek, we we love and respect the legends, but we also want to shine the light on the bands that are young and now that mm-hmm. still have that same spirit. And I think it was a perfect combination a mix, yeah. to have the show on Friday night and then the show on Saturday mm-hmm. night, all celebrating rock and metal, but you know, from different ends of the spectrum. Let's uh, take a quick break before we get into Sunday. One of the world's hottest rock and roll bands is coming. It's going to be the biggest show ever in the Hampton Coliseum with Van Halen. Girl, you really got me down. The 1984 tour comes to Tidewater Wednesday night, 8 p.m. at Hampton Coliseum. Van Halen, with 24 tons of sound and lights. Tickets are available at all Ticketron locations, including Tracks, Mothers, Birdland, and the Hampton Box Office. Wednesday night at Hampton Coliseum, Van Halen. You now have fair warning. Van Halen's 1984 tour is unchanged. Get your tickets now for Van Halen Live at Hampton Coliseum, Wednesday night at 8 p.m. One of the world's hottest rock and roll bands, Van Halen. An FM 99 music event from Cellador. yourself to loudness the japanese band whose debut album thunder in the east is taking america by storm thunder in the east the new album from loudness on atco records and cassettes
before we get back into our Rock and Pod Expo 2 recap right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, let's just take a minute and talk about a few things because we got to get back to business as usual, you know, around here. And we've got some big plans coming up for you guys this fall. We're going to put out a show every single week. Yes. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you deserve it. You guys definitely deserve it. We appreciate you so much for sticking with us. If you were able to come to Rock and Pod 2, it was great to see you there. We're glad everybody came and partied and have a good time. We're going to tell some more stories about that in a minute, yeah. just a minute. If you didn't make it but you contributed, we thank you for that. And if you just couldn't make it this year, you know what? We're already talking about Rock and Pod 3. Yes. As a matter of fact, if you are a VIP on Patreon... You've already got details about the planning for Rock and Pod Three. Yeah, and there's some big announcements already, sort of in the not well, announcements. I'll say announcements. I guess I won't say announcements, but there's some there's some big plans already in I, the works. Some really yeah. really cool stuff. I share what's on the drawing board. A week, a week after Rock and Pod Expo Two, yeah. Chris Sinzak's on with the VIPs on the Chris and Aaron Show on Patreon, telling them about the dreams for Part Three. Yeah, and man. There's yeah, there's some good plans already yeah, we're, starting to get laid. We're planning to up the ante for sure. But that's what I always like about the VIPs. That's the place for us. We do the Chris and Aaron show. We talk about whatever, you know, mm -hmm. when we're doing that. So if you're a Decibel Geek VIP, you get a whole nother show. Yep. Now, they've been getting the shaft just like our regular listeners during Rock and Pod season. So we've got some making up to do with them. But we, we already got a good start on that today. Like I said, talking about the plans for Rock and Pod 3. And there's all kinds of back stuff in the archive. So if you join up by going to Patreon.com today, looking up Decibel Geek Podcast and becoming a part of that, then you get access to all the back episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, we must be up to about 70 by now. Something like that. There's hundreds of hours of stuff on there. Yeah, totally. So hundreds, hundreds of hours of backlogged archive stuff for our VIPs. Yeah. You can join today. It's all yours. If once a week of us doesn't give you enough, then you can get lots more of us there. Right. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. And the people that are VIPs, I heard people come up all weekend that were VIPs that Sweet. just, they love it. You know, they think it's great to hear us come out of decibel geek mode and just talk about other stuff sometimes. Yeah, we talk you about know. life and non-music stuff, anything that comes to mind. But we talk a lot of rock and roll, it's too. It's a lot of rock yeah, and roll. Yeah, you know us. We can't not talk about rock and roll. Yeah. But there's that. I mean, we got the Facebook page going on. That never slowed down at all. No, that kept going. That kept going the whole time. When we slowed down, Facebook picked up. We thank Coxie for that. Mm -hmm. All the way over in the UK, making it happen for us. Always putting interesting posts, keeping things. The conversation going on there is always top notch. It's all the smartest rock fans from all over the world converging on the Facebook page for Decibel Geek and having these important conversations. You know, like, what's a great song that, you know, would be a good summer ender? Yeah. You know, thought-provoking things like that. There's but the answers are what's great because yeah. everybody pitches in and all the answers are always good. Yeah, we love feedback. We do. We love hearing from you guys. So, yeah, for this episode, you know, were you at Rock and Pod or do you want to come next year or just uh, put in the comments section on there? Yeah, definitely. Talk to us. Yeah. All right. So what else? I mean, everything. We got everything going on. You know, we're ready to get right back into it. Of course, you know, if you guys want to help us out, because there's so many ways you can, you know, you guys help us out with the, the iTunes reviews and the Podchaser reviews and even the Facebook reviews. Mm -hmm. We appreciate that a lot. You know, the VIPs, 
you guys are number one with us. You mm-hmm. know, our VIPs are our most ardent fans, you know, and so we, we, they're our friends more than anything, you know, and so we give them that inside information and the cool extra stuff that you get. And of course, the people that do their shopping on Amazon. If you're just doing your shopping on Amazon, that sucks. Yeah. But if you go to decibelgeek.com first, and here's the tricky part. Because when you go to, to when you go to decibelgeek.com, there's a banner up on the top of the page that takes you to Amazon. But the difficult part is now you're distracted. Because once you've gone to decibelgeek.com, now you see that there's all kinds of awesome album reviews for kick-ass rock bands whose albums haven't even come out yet. These guys get these albums ahead of time and give you the review. Now, if your favorite band is one of these artists, then you look at that and go, oh, man, now I'm really excited for my favorite band's new album to come out because your favorite writers at decibelgeek.com have already clued you into what's coming your way, and you got to love that. You can't go to every concert in the world. I wish we could, but we can't. But a great place to get recaps of your favorite band's concerts are concert reviews, and that's also going on on decibelgeek.com. And holy man, we can't forget about Decibel Geek TV. There's something really cool and new going on there right now. Rockin' Ron's got it going on. He's partnered up with the Coon Brothers, Mm -hmm. which we were fortunate enough to hang out with Pete this weekend. Yeah, he was awesome. For the Rockin' Pod weekend. He was a big part of the whole thing. Our new bastard children. We got more, you know. We just keep birthing them out for you guys. It's it's great. You know, it's great how it grows, you know, how it started out with us, and now we got all these friends that have listened to us and said, well, geez, these jokers can do it. Anybody can do it. And now everybody's doing it, you know, and it's great because we're all doing it for the same reasons, because we love this music and we want to see it grow and flourish and get even bigger and better than it was back in the day. But in order to do that, we got to reach as many people as possible. So get to Decibel Geek TV. Check out the videos of live performances from all over the world. People are turning in live concert footage to Rock and Ron all the time. Mm-hmm. And stay tuned and keep your eyes open for the Coon Brothers video podcast. Yeah. It's it's another rock podcast. Yeah. And, you know, meeting Pete, he's such a cool guy. I'm looking forward to meeting his brother. And I'm really looking forward to seeing this show for the first time. And that should be coming up really soon. So keep your eyes open to Decibel Geek TV. Yeah. Now, that's a whole lot of stuff. But why did we come to DecibelGeek.com to begin with? Oh, yeah. We're going to buy some stuff on Amazon. Well, you go through our link. Amazon takes a cut of their money. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And it helps us out around here. It's a little bit, you know, pennies on the dollar kind of stuff. But it all adds up because we got a lot of really cool people buying a lot of really cool things. And how do we know that? I'll tell you how we know it. It's because we get the list. We get a list of everything you guys buy and some of the more notable purchases from the last week on Decibel Geek's Amazon link. In books, Master Your Tea, The Definitive Guide to Raising Your Testosterone Naturally was bought. All right. Hey, speaking of that, you know that shiny jacket I had? Yeah. I bought. I got it from Japan. Okay. Now I have to move there because oh, in Japan, I'm a 2XL. Oh, okay. Big, strong man. Testosterone through the roof. There's a joke I could make, but I'm not going to. All right. Um, in computers, Anchor USB 3.0 Unibody Portable alumin- Aluminum Gigabit Ethernet Adapter was bought. That well, sounds fancy. Well, who don't need one of them? And Home and Garden, Oregon Drive Link Chamfer Chisel Extra Guard Kickback Saw Chain was bought. Jesse James Dupree, we thank you. In Kitchen and Houseware is a Forum Novelties Jumbo Microphone 15-inch Adult Accessory. Now, what are we talking about? Hmm, I think you may have just finally got your naughty item. We cracked the code. <laughs> I got your jumbo microphone. 15 inches. 
All right. Musical instruments, sure, two-foot instrument cable and four-pin mini connectors. So somebody's buying some gear. Right on. Uh, also, an Onzao Zero Dust Stylus Cleaner for their record player was bought. That's cool. Make, uh, keep them records sounding sweet. Someone bought a Canon Image Formula Document Scanner. That's cool. See, it can be anything. A fancier studio riser desk standing desk extra wide was bought. Hmm. Also, a ProSource AccuPressure Mat and Pillow Set was purchased. That sounds comfortable. See this? It's always funny to me because it's not always rock and roll that's sold through Amazon through our link. I mean, we like it when you do, but yeah. it can really literally be anything. Also, a Fun Express inflatable V guitar and three inflatable flame guitars. <laughs> I ordered them for Mini Vincent, but it got shot down. <laughs> you said it, not me. Well, what what people, the fuck do I care? People who at the expo know that joke. Yeah. In music, Sex Express. Themes from Sex Press, the best of. You heard of Sex Express? No, but I'm in- intrigued. Yeah. Also, Seems like something I would like. <laughs> also, uh, in music, Zebra's self-titled album. That's pretty right good. Right on. One. Clutch, Book of Bad Decisions was purchased. Yes, new Clutch. People, get out there and get it. We're about to uh, talk about a day filled with bad decisions. And uh, closing it out this week, Judas Priest, Sad Wings of Destiny. you got to have that. you got to have it. Thank you to everybody that does their shopping through Amazon, through our link at decibelgeek.com. You go there, you get distracted by all... All kinds of awesomeness, but when it's all said and done, you buy your stuff, it helps us out. We appreciate it a whole lot. Man, we need it because we got to replenish our bank accounts from all the beer that we bought this last weekend. So the Rock and Pie Weekend wrapped up at Zany's Comedy Club with performances by Craig Gass, Earl Skakel, and Courtney Cronin Dold. Was there a podfather in the house? Did the front row include, include two icons of 80s rock? Did anyone throw up? <laughs> Time to answer those questions as well. Well, I mean, but there was a whole lot that went on before we even got to Zane. Yeah, I was just going to say, we need to we talk about the uh, the private get together here at Shea Camaro. Well, every year at the Rock and Pod Expo, we kind of do a little Illuminati of rock podcasting, <laughs> like <laughs> select select group of people that get to come over to the Decibel Geek studio here in Aaron Camaro's backyard. And this year we expanded that group a little oh my bit. God, did we? And it was great because like the first people show up and they're carrying cases of beer. This is at 11 o'clock in the morning, people. And they're showing up with cases of beer. And then they're making liquor store runs. And then they're coming back with bottles. And we had so much fun that my neighbors have banned me from the neighborhood. We're moving out next week. (laughs) Yeah, they're chasing us out with pitchforks now. Oh, my God. No, but we got loud and rowdy in the backyard, you know. But that's okay because, you know, this is the quiet yard all the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. But man, <laughs> and we it was tore a, it up around it was here. An international hang. We had, yeah, it totally we, we was. Had people from New Orleans, Miami, Denver, and Canada. Yeah, and Minnesota. Well, you know, I'm Canadian now. Oh yeah, you won the uh, Canadian Inquisition. Yes, with the uh, CGCM podcast. So I got to definitely listen to those guys because I'm on there and I am the champion. I'm the American yeah. champion of Canada. I didn't even get half of them right that you did. Oh man, so good. And then Baco tried to cheat and beat me out of it, and he still lost. But, like a Vikings fan? Like a Vikings fan. Uh, skull. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but yeah, the, the hang here on Sunday was that was my first chance to really cut loose after yeah. a very busy weekend. So I and cut loose. We it. all did. Oh, we did. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was hot. I mean, I got the, I got the little air conditioner here in the studio, but when you've got ten people packed into here. That thing just we spent more time up. in the yard than we did. Anywhere so we go outside, you know, and it's it was a hot, humid day here in Very. Tennessee, and so my wife's in the house, and I go in and I say, "Hey, baby," and she's like, "Hey, are you having fun?" She, yeah, I'm having fun, but it's real hot outside. <laughs> my friends are all melting. She's like, "Get your asses in the house, get in the air conditioning." <laughs> so we moved it. My wife was gracious enough and crazy enough to let all these people into the house right. <laughs> but nobody wrecked nothing nothing no, got destroyed you know everybody's respectful and cool we drunk all had a great time drunk as hell yeah wow it's amazing that we were able to all still go to a comedy show downtown after this because <laughs> yeah but and then we but it was worth it we got down to zany's and there was a line out the door which was awesome yeah I saw some notable people in the line. I saw Mark Slaughter and right. Jeff Labar from Cinderella. I, you know, I kind of like to say something to Mark Slaughter because, you know, last year Mark came and visited mm-hmm. the expo and we were so excited to meet him there. And then this year, like, you know, of course, Mark Slaughter's welcome to the expo and we always want him there. But then when the whole Vinnie Vincent thing happened, it was yeah. almost like he kind of got pushed to the side and that was wrong, you know, and. It's it didn't it wasn't supposed to be that way. It's like no. we I just yeah, we messed up. I messed up. Mark Slaughter, please forgive us. Yeah, I, I had a chance to talk to Mark and I think we cleared the air pretty well and, yeah. and he's certainly welcome to come next year if he wants. We just got wrapped up in those two weeks of Vinny Mania. When that pink little mole poked his head up again for the first time, <laughs> we all got excited and caught up like everybody else. But you know what? When it comes on down to it, I'll take Mark Slaughter over Vinnie Vincent any day. Yeah. Yeah. But the uh, comedy show was great. Um, Courtney Cronin Dull was great as a as a host and a comedian. She's so funny. She was hilarious. And so much fun just to be around through yeah. the whole course of the weekend. Just to be around her, is it, your life is automatically better. Yeah. And then Earl Skakel had a great set. Yeah, he was, he was awesome really to have funny, him too. in Nashville. You know, I got to meet him in L.A. Cut two years ago, and to have him come was... A lot of fun. And then, of course, Craig Gass headlined and had an awesome set. Yeah, he was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, the whole, you know, it was a, it was just a great night. A great way to cap off the, the weekend. It yeah. was, it was a lot. And I don't think anybody threw up. Well, not <laughs> Sunday's what got me. By the time it was all said and done, I got back to the house here. And yes, I threw up uh, in oh. the backyard. <laughs> I told you we'd answer that question. I'm sure I wasn't the only one. I didn't throw up. I did well. I blame Courtney for giving me the glass of wine at the end of the night after drinking beer all day and then vodka in the evening Ugh. and then finished piling it all off with a glass of wine and I was That's done. too many mixtures. Yeah, bad idea. That doesn't work. Just a bad influence on me. But that's uh, <laughs> but yeah. So it was a very late night on Sunday, and uh, we all recovered on Monday, and some of us are still recovering. But uh, yeah, I'm not probably going to be thinking about drinking a beer for probably at least another week. Yeah, I had two tonight, but um, yeah. I behaved myself for the most part. But you know, it just it was so fun, and I guess the only negative is everybody had to go home. That was the first right. part. And you know, there's just so much going on at all times that you just don't get to meet everybody that you want to meet because there's so many different yeah. things going on at so many different times. Yeah, I just you know, gotta... and even this today, it's like 
golly, how how many people have we forgot to mention just going through this? I mean, a lot, I'm sure. The the chicks, the rock chicks from Twisted Maiden. Oh you know? yeah, Penny Lee, she was great. Those guys are awesome. April They're... and Chrissy, who manned the autograph yeah. tables. Liz and Liz, who handled the other the other entrance door. Yeah. I'm trying not to forget anybody. And all the cool podcasts. There was like podcasts great. there I never even heard of, but was glad to make their acquaintance. Yeah, we had um. Brad Page, who is a uh, he was a listener and and just a podcast fan last year, and this year he came back with his own podcast. Yeah, it's called "I'm in Love with That Song." That's cool. That's that's, that's the beauty that of it. Out. Yeah, and then the discography discussion. They were a new podcast this year. Yeah. Uh, also, there's uh, this little podcast called "Talk to Me." You might want to check just out. Say, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the blabbermouth star himself, Joshua <laughs> Toomey. Oh man, I'm looking forward to hearing some of his stuff. He's already been releasing stuff yeah. too, and. He's had some good stuff out. I heard already. after the weekend he's become a big Packers fan. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I have to ask him about it. Uh, I, I'm not touching that one. <laughs> he did. Yeah. Uh, okay. Roach Coach came out. They're one of the newer ones. Oh, yeah, we had I this met year. them. They were really cool, really nice. Uh, also, of course, David Hudson with Digital Kill the Radio Star. Yes, our good friend D Hud. He's going to be coming back on the show with us real soon real for soon. something special. Uh, Potter than Hell. They were there. Man, you know, just so many great podcasts, so many great people. Um, you know, talking about Joe Polo, he was filming his mm-hmm. Kiss documentary. I had a blast doing that with them. I'm, I'm excited. To Kevin see that. Williams was in there helping produce it. You know, mm-hmm. he was directing it. Yeah, so nice, man. I love Kevin Williams. Of course, BJ Cramp, the original co-organizer yeah. of, of the expo with me, and he was just as taken with how it went as I was. And, yeah. yeah, it just was. It was. It was just a fun weekend, man. And I. That's how I always think of BJ because I think about like. You know, what's the number one question that people ask me at Rock and Pod 2? Well, it's the same number one question that people ask me at Rock and Pod 1. Mm. Where's Chris? <laughs> I'm sure you got asked that a few times. <laughs> but that's always the funny thing about Rock and Pod 2. It's like everybody's always looking for somebody. Right. You know, and when you're just being the mayor and just walking around and saying hi to everybody, everyone's always asking you where everybody's at. And somebody came up to me at one point and was like, do you know what Toby Wright looks like? I was like, shit, yeah, I know what Toby Wright looks like. And they're like, okay, because we got to find him, and we're not sure what he even looks like. So I was like, uh, well, he's a big, bald-headed dude. Mm-hmm. They're like, there's a bunch of big, bald-headed dudes in here. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, oh, oh, he's he's got a – he hurt his wrist. He's got a, a yeah, yeah, wrist a brace on. They're like, oh, we saw that guy. Oh, yeah, we can go find him. You know, and <laughs> off they go. And then somebody else is like, oh, where's Chris? I have no idea. You know, he was, Chris is the phantom of the Rock and Pod Expo. <laughs> It's like he's there. You say hi to him. How's everything going? Good, good. You know, hey, check this out. Check that out. And then somebody goes, oh, did you see Chris? Yeah, he's right. He was right here. Just like poof, he's gone. You missed the part where I said, I will destroy you. All of you. (laughs) And you podcasters will be my instruments. Yes. Yeah, yeah, little the, by little. I'm the phantom of the expo. <laughs> but no, I, as busy as I was, like I said, I actually got to visit with way more people this year than yeah. last year. It was nice. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was. I actually got to enjoy it this year, which was a, a quantum leap from last year. Right, and thanks to everybody that took pictures that was there. You yeah, know, that's that's always the photos. fun part too. Is like the week afterwards when the pictures all start coming up. Yeah, you know, if if you've got Rock and Pod pictures on your phone, you better take the time and get them online and tag us in that stuff. Yeah, we want to see it all. It was. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. And I, you know, I know this sounds like a giant Rock and Pod commercial, but. That's what it is. I mean, it, yeah. it, was, it was just fun, man. Because everybody tells it from their perspective, but we got a pretty unique perspective yeah. on it ourselves, you know, and we just, again, you know, had so much fun. Just hanging out with the Podfather, man. I could, I wish I, I could hang Tim out with Nelson. him every day. Yeah, he's great. Just amazing to be around, you know, and 
hey, Troy Lucetta, you look around. Well, there's Troy Lucetta, you know? Mm. Wow, you know? You look over here, there's Erie Bond, you know? There's Gary Corbett, you know? And it just, it's so much fun. It's its hard to explain. Like, I hope you guys, between, you know, us talking about it here today and all the other podcasts that have been talking about it, you know, I hope you get a good perspective of what it really is because it's so much into one thing mm-hmm. that it's really hard to explain what it all is because there's so much involved and so much going on through the whole thing. Yeah. You just, you got to see it yourselves. You just got to be a part of it. And for, uh, for those of you that always tune out and fast forward when Aaron starts doing the read in the middle of the show, cause you probably missed it. We're already working on next year. Yeah. And there's a way for you to find out what we're working on. Go back. Yeah, listen to it. Do people really skip out oh, through I've the middle part? Yeah, I've they don't that. want to hear the list. Or they, or they skip. Who doesn't want to hear the list? Or they skip through Geeks of the Week. Yeah. Oh well, who doesn't want to know who Geeks of the Week are? That's very important well, stuff. These are important people, and they deserve the recognition. Well, that's how I feel. You got to listen to Geeks of the Week. Yeah, you'd probably enjoy it better if you also shared the episode. Yeah, and if your episode. name's in there, then all of a sudden Geeks of the Week is a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. See, if you don't like Geeks of the Week, try that. Yeah. Take this week's episode, share it, and retweet it, and then give it another try next week when your name's included in it, and you'll be like, I get it now. And I read it really fast. It's not like it's taking that much time. Right. I get but it anyway. now. Geeks of the Week are awesome. But, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're going to do it again next year. Yes. And, uh, from, from it's going to be even bigger and better. It is. So uh, As hard tuned. as this is going to be to top. Oh, my God. Um, but, uh, yeah, so uh, excited for next year, but I'm also excited to get back into the Decibel Geek groove. And, yes. And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. That's the one thing about it now where it's like you kind of come down from Rock and Pod, mm-hmm. but a renewed excitement yeah. for Decibel Geek. I know it is for me because it's like, okay, here we are again, and now that stuff's all out of the way, and now we can get back to making this the best Decibel Geek podcast that we can possibly make it. And like okay. I said, we've got some really, really cool stuff lined up coming up for you guys really soon, and we've got some good friends coming back on the show with mm-hmm. us. we got some new guests coming up. We're revisiting some old themes that you guys haven't heard in a while, some of your very favorites you're going to get before and the end of the year. Some year in review, too. And you're going to get some year in review before we're all said and done in 2018, at least one. You're yeah. gonna get one more. So I, uh, so we always put the the guest on the spot when we have a guest to do a playout song. But I, since you're the you're MC Hammered of Rock and Pop, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot, Aaron. What what do you want to play for the playout song? Today? Oh man, I don't know. There was so much cool stuff. I wish I could play the new Tora Tora. Well, we don't have we it don't yet. have that yet. <laughs> I mean, so much good stuff. I mean, I guess let's just go with some Angel. Cool. Sounds good to me. We'll see you guys next week, and everybody else, we'll see you next year at Rockin' Pod 3. Yeah.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 